Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Former Female Athlete Podcast. My name is Allie Hartman. I'm your host. For my first episode, I kind of just wanted to give a rundown on my college experience, my athletics experience, all that good stuff, just to kind of give a good foundation to this podcast before we start jumping into interviews. Hopefully, my next episode will be an interview. I want to do a lot of those. I want to talk to a lot of interesting former female athletes and get their perspective on life and sports and life after sports and all of that good stuff. Okay, so let's jump into it. If you did not already know, I played softball in college. I literally started playing t-ball when I was five because they didn't have softball teams yet where I'm from. So I played t-ball for a year. I played baseball for two years because I wasn't old enough to play softball yet. And then I started to play softball for rec leagues and stuff like that. I started playing travel ball when I was going into the sixth grade. I was still playing um, rec league basketball or like basketball for my elementary school. And I remember I wanted to start pitching and my parents were like, Allie, you need to decide, do you want to keep playing basketball or do you want to start taking pitching lessons? And that was when I made the decision to quit basketball, which was a great decision for me because I was not very good at basketball. My only thing that I had in the sport of basketball was fouling out every game. My elbows were flying. Okay. I was trying to trip people. I could not run. I could not shoot and I could not dribble. I don't even know why I was out there on that court, but me and my Nike shocks were getting it. All right. We tried our best until the sixth grade when I quit. So I started taking pitching lessons in the sixth grade was absolutely horrendous. I was a horrible pitcher. It was really bad. So stuck with it though, because my parents didn't raise no quitter and they made sure that I was not quitting. So I stuck with it, played middle school ball, started playing travel ball when I was probably 12, 13, probably 12. I think in 2012, I started um, playing travel ball, played travel ball, finished my middle school career, moved on to high school. And that was when I really started to be like, okay, Allie, like you want to go to college to play softball. Like that was when I obviously hadn't really thought about it in middle school. It wasn't that serious in middle school yet. You're 13 years old. Like you're just thinking about how fun the game is. And granted, I was thinking about that in high school too, but that was when I had some older friends that, that were starting to look at getting recruited and watching college softball. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I want that to be me. So then I started looking at colleges when I was probably the summer before my junior year, maybe, or maybe during my junior year. Honestly, I'm not too sure about my timeline. I can't really remember, but um, I started looking at colleges. I was playing for a travel ball team that we played in these big tournaments in Walterboro, South Carolina. They always have these really big um, tournaments where the college coaches come and like coach you if that makes sense, like each coach gets a different travel ball team. They coach for a little bit, whatever, yada, yada, yada. We were playing in tournaments like that. I was meeting all these college coaches. It was very overwhelming to me for a 16, 17 year old. I think I was 17 at the time. Um, At that point, I hadn't talked to a lot of college coaches. I, after that tournament is when I really started to, um, I talked to Tennessee Wesleyan a lot and I was really liking them. And <laughs> looking back, I honestly didn't give that program as much thought as I wish I would have. And then my freshman year of college, they ended up going like number one in their conference or something. I just remember them getting rings and me seeing it on Instagram. And I was like, dang, that could have been me. Anyways, I talked to a few other college coaches just like here and there, emailed them, 
had like a couple email conversations, stuff like that. Camps were another big thing. I went to a couple camps at a couple different schools and like prospect camps, you know, that were judged people at the age of wanting to get recruited. So I did a couple of those. I went to one at Brevard. I loved Brevard. I already knew about Brevard. I'd been emailing back and forth with a coach. Ended up deciding to go there. I signed in September of my senior year of high school, which is actually pretty early, I think. At least for like a D3 school, like a smaller private school. I feel like that's pretty early to commit. If you know you're going to this huge powerhouse D1, then by all means, I think September is a great time to sign. Okay. I think you should sign ASAP. But um, I went to a smaller private D3 school. They were D2 previously, um, like two or three years before I was there. Anyways, um, but they were D3 when I got there. If you don't know, you don't get any athletic scholarships for D3, which stinks a little bit. But at the same time, I loved the smaller school atmosphere, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, So signed in September of my senior high school, finished out my senior season, not to brag on myself. And I'm a very humble person. I had a killer senior season in high school. I literally hit like eight home runs that season. I was killing it. Like I felt on top of the world. Okay. Like I'm committed to a college. I'm hitting the crap out of the ball. My batting average is amazing right now. I'm throwing gas. All right. Like I felt so good. And then I get to college as a freshman. <sighs> there was 11 of us, 11 freshmen came in with me. We had one fall off before the season even started. And fast forward a little bit, only four of us made it through the entire program and started as freshmen and graduated. Is that not insane? We had a couple move. We had a lot quit. It's just insane to me. Like 11 of us came in and granted, I was still really close with some of those ones that didn't make it all the way through, even some that transferred. But it's just insane to think that it went from 11 to four and technically three because I graduated early. So my teammates that came in with me that graduated four years after they came in, like their actual, your typical college career. It was only three of them. And that's just so insane to me. But anyways, rewind. Um, What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, so I had a killer senior season. I get to Brevard my freshman year and sit the bench the majority of the time. And that was a really big reality check for me. And I think that's a really big reality check for a lot of new college athletes when you get into this atmosphere. Like this is D3. So I can't even imagine what D1 would have been like. I would not have survived in the D1 world. Like I was a good athlete. I was not D1 material. So yeah, it was a really big reality check for me. It stunk. It was quite discouraging at some times, I may add, but thankfully I had a really good person there. Like I I went to Brevard. I met my person. I'm very thankful for that. And I had somebody who was also an athlete that pushed the absolute crap out of me and made me turn that disappointment and discouragement into motivation. And I really think that's what made me have a somewhat successful collegiate career. And I'm very thankful for her. But it was hard. It was really hard to grasp the fact that I just came off a killer season and was on top of the world and in all the headlines in the newspaper to my small hometown to coming to college and being like, Who's that newbie sitting on the bench? You know what I mean? It was hard to be, to go from the starting pitcher to the cheerleader in the dugout. But I did it. Me and my group of freshman teammates, we did it. And we pushed through and we became those starters. And that's great for us. Um, so that being said, that does not mean 
that you won't come into college and automatically be a starter. Like, like that can happen. Obviously, that can happen. It depends on the program, who's already there, what level it's at, what level you're at. Like, it, there's so many factors playing into that. That just wasn't my experience. But let me brag on myself for a second. I did play some. Okay, the for my collegiate debut, I absolutely killed it. It was pouring down rain. I pitched. It was literally three to two against the number one team in the conference. All right. It was a really good game. May I add. We won. It was my first win. The first time I ever played college ball. And it was literally the best game of my life. Oh, and I hit a home run. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not a PO. All right. I'm just saying. Anyways, I had to brag on myself for a second. But I don't want y'all to think I'm this like trash little softball girl that's trying to make a podcast. I, I know what I'm talking about. Sort of. Anywho, we go through my freshman year. The summer after my freshman year, our college coach sends us this video in like a Google Drive. It was very weird. It was strange. I love him. He's a great man. He was a really good coach for one year. Really nice guy. But he sent us this video in a Google Drive. So we all got it over the summer. We open it. I open it. I don't know. I I was by myself, obviously. And I watch it and he's telling us. Um, that he had to step down and he has to move back home. He was from another state pretty far away. So we were all like, oh, crap. So I like remember immediately calling my teammates and I was like, y'all, what the heck? So we're like all freaking out. It's like, I don't remember if it was June, July or August. I can't remember what, which month what is, but regardless, like we're going back to school in a month or a couple months or maybe a couple weeks. I can't even remember. And like, we don't have a head coach. That's scary. Or an assistant coach for that matter, because our assistant coach was somebody that was just doing it with him for one year. (sighs) I don't know. It was very stressful. We were stressed out. We're like, oh my gosh, what the heck? So we go into, we go into sophomore year. We're ready to go. Okay. I'm like, this is my year. This is it. And we have this interim head coach for the time being when we get there. Not going to go into that a lot. If you don't know the softball season, starts around February. We were having interviews literally in like late January. Maybe it was February. I just remember it being late and us panicking and not having. I lied. You know what? I can't remember when our interviews were. Wait a minute. I'm getting this really mixed up. I don't know. You'll see why I'm getting this confused in a second. But anyways, so whenever the date was, I'm getting my dates mixed up. I can't remember. But we get a new head coach. My Oh, head coach and assistant coach. We get two brand new coaches my sophomore year, okay? So we're all like, great, clean slate. She doesn't know any of us. She doesn't favor any of us, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is a great situation. This is the best possible situation to be in right now. I was excited. We were all like, awesome, fresh start. She's a woman, and I'm not hating on male coaches. I've had some amazing male softball coaches But there is just something about being coached in a sport by someone who has played that sport. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the softball IQ thing. And again, not to say a man cannot have a super high softball IQ, because I know a lot of males that have a humongous softball IQ. Brian Pack from USC Upstate, okay? That's just the first male softball coach that popped into my head. But his softball IQ is absolutely out of this world, okay? But I don't know. I'm just saying I was excited that it was a woman. I was excited to have a female coach. So the season was all right. Okay, we all liked her. We are doing good, whatever. Um, And here comes early March. We're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for our spring break tournament. I think it's a Wednesday. I remember this so vividly because we cried. Um, COVID happens. Everybody's like, nope, we're shutting it down. Like, stop what you're doing. No more games. We are heartbroken. We were on a seven-game win streak. 
we were killing it in Myrtle Beach. Like we were hitting the crap out of the ball. All our batting averages were through the freaking roof. We were hitting triples. I hit like four triples. That I, It was insane. Like we were doing so good, which in the moment, none of us were thinking about this. Like we weren't making sense of any of it. We were just doing it because all of us were super upset. Half of our season just got taken from us. We were doing so good. Nobody knows what's happening in the future. Nobody knows what's going to happen when we get home. Nobody knows what's going to happen for the rest of the school year. So it was really scary. That was a really scary point in time of uncertainty. And we were all just like sitting ducks waiting for somebody to make a decision or something to happen. Um, Long story short, (laughs) nothing happened. We went home the rest of that school year. That was 2020. We went home the rest of the school year. All athletics stopped, which really sucked. And we finished out the rest of our classes on Zoom and all of us absolutely hated it, (laughs) obviously. Um, We stayed in touch. We tried to do as much team building stuff over the internet as we could. Um, Obviously, it was hard, but summer before my junior year comes around. (laughs) Y'all are not going to believe this. It's like a movie. So I think junior year had actually already started because I was working a job. I remember in Brevard. So I was already there. So junior year already started. We haven't done anything with softball. Obviously preseason hasn't started yet. We get a text message from our head coach with like a zoom link. And she was like, I have something really important to share with you guys. Blah, 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 blah. Jump on the zoom link. I'm like, good Lord. (laughs) So I'm at my job, CNA. Okay. In the midst of COVID in this nursing home, I'm like all PPE'd up on this Zoom call. Everybody's clowning me. Anyways, we get on this. She starts like crying and then everybody starts crying besides a few of us because not going to get into it, but um, she ended up quitting right there on Zoom with us. We were all in shock. Some of us upset, some of us not. Long story. Anyways, that really sucked. Um, Her assistant quit with her. I don't know what this, (laughs) I don't know. So this is my third year in school. And the second time I have had a head coach and assistant coach quit on us. Second time. Yeah, it was insane. So obviously we just had a scary past season. Everything is still up in the air. It's only August, 2020. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows where COVID's going or if it's even going anywhere. Nobody knows if we're even going to have a season this year. Like, we are all confused, okay? We get a, I think, this is why I was getting confused earlier, because I can't remember if this situation happened here or happened. No, it did. We had an interim coach then. This time we had, I honestly can't even remember. And it wasn't that long ago, but it feels a really long time ago. It was kind of a mess the beginning of my junior year. And I think that is when I started to decide or started to even think about the possibility of graduating early. I was fairly close to finishing my degree. I only had a few more credits left. So I was like, do I come back a fourth year when I'm already done with my degree? Like, And remember, like, I'm not getting an athletic scholarship. I am paying to play softball here. So I'm already in debt. Like, Do I go a whole nother year at this private college and pay more money and take out more loans to play for a team that I love. Do not get me wrong. I absolutely love Brevard. I have such a big place in my heart for Brevard, but we have had a different head coach every year. Like there's, and it's a team full of girls. Okay. There's going to be drama. I get that, but it was a long three years so far. 
and a confusing three years and let's throw COVID into the mix. Like everything was up in the air all the time. It just didn't make sense for me to stay a fourth year. So that's when I started to consider it. I started to think about it. And then obviously, eventually I decided to, but we'll get into that later again. A lot of our preseason was spent with our strength and conditioning coach or the baseball coach. They helped out a lot. I am very, very grateful we had them because if we didn't have them, we wouldn't have had anybody. Um, So we had an assistant baseball coach that was basically our volunteer head coach or interim head coach for the time being. And I'm very appreciative because if we wouldn't have had him, we wouldn't have had anybody. So we had him. In the weight room, we had the strength and conditioning coach. Not having a head coach or having someone actually in charge. Like we had somebody in charge, obviously, but it's not... Like that wasn't their team. You know what I'm saying? It, They were like a substitute teacher at that point. Like that was not, you know what I mean? It's hard to explain. But because of not having an actual full-time head coach at that point, it caused a lot of problems and tension and drama on our team. People quit. People were fighting. I got in a screaming match with my best friend in the weight room. I'm very sorry, Kat. <laughs> um... Everybody was just on edge. And granted, we were coming back from having only half a season. Like, everybody was anxious. There was tension, like I said before. It was just a lot of emotions. There was brand new people that had never played college ball before coming into this team. They got recruited from another coach that already quit. Like, they were like, what the heck's going on? There was a lot of factors that played in to the dynamic of this team. And it was a lot. It was really a lot. Um, with that being said, I love this team. I love all of them. I, we had a lot of problems, but I do love them. I love the entire athletic department of Brevard. Our athletic director is the most amazing woman ever. It was a good experience. In three years, a lot happened. Fast forward, we get a head coach. We play the season. It was very emotional for me. It was very, very emotional for me knowing that it was it. I think we spent a little bit of time in preseason with her. I still had not made up my mind. I remember (laughs) the day I did like make up my mind, fill out the paperwork and I told her and it was just, and I told her athletic director, it was just very, the whole thing was very emotional for me. Like obviously I'd played this sport for 16 years, maybe more. I don't know. What's the math? What's 21 minus three? No. Why did I say 21 minus three? 21 minus five. So minus one is 20 and 20 minus four six. Oh yeah, my math was right. Okay. So I played this sport 16 years of my life and I'm just quitting. It was a very difficult decision for me. It was not easy by no means. It was the hardest decision I've ever had to make, but it just didn't make sense for me to stay. I'm not going to get into the logistics. At the time, I thought it was the right decision. Looking back, do I wish I would have played a fourth year? Yes and no. I spent a solid year and a half being absolutely devastated. I was really struggling. I was having an identity crisis and I spent every day thinking about this sport. It was what I used to validate myself for my entire life. It was where I got my validation and just losing the source of your validation is very hard on your mental and you don't realize it until you don't have it. Also, you don't realize that is where you get your validation until you don't have it anymore. I had no idea that all of my validation and success and self-esteem, everything good that I felt about myself had came from that sport and I had absolutely no idea. And that was really hard for me to one, realize and two, cope with. That was really, really hard. And to three, just having this sense of FOMO 
I graduated early. So all of my friends are still there. All of my friends are still playing that sport. And all of the seniors that were a year older than me stayed and took their fifth year. So not only are my teammates that were my age still there, my teammates that were older than me are also still there playing. And that was really hard for me to deal with. Essentially the same exact team without Allie there. It was really hard and not to sound selfish, but it sucked to watch. I'm super happy for them. I loved to go watch them play. It was just really hard for me to do so. My transition into the real world outside of athletics, like I said before, was really difficult to deal with this sense of an identity crisis. And I could feel it coming on the closer I got to graduation. Also, may I add, I had to take two summer classes to be able to be done. I was like a few credits short and I was one credit over the limit to walk in graduation in May since I still have these classes to take. So they made me wait until the next May, which on one hand was good because I got to walk with my friends. I got to walk with everybody that I came in with, but I went an entire year being in this, being thrown into the adult world and then had to like take a step back and put myself back in my like college mentality and go stay there for the weekend with my friends in the dorms and like yada, 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 and see all this stuff and be on campus and be around these people that I spent three years of my life with and see everything we saw and wear the cap and gown and get my diploma and yada, yada, yada. And it was just very emotional. It was very emotional because it was like, I've spent a year outside of it now. I'm starting to deal with it a little bit. I was still very upset all the time. And then it was like, we'll throw you back in for a weekend. And it was great. And then I got taken back out. I don't know. It was a lot for me to deal with. It was really hard. So all of that going to say it's been, it's been a struggle for me. I officially stopped playing in May of 2021. My last game was absolutely, (laughs) I was a mess. Anyways, I'll skip past that. Uh, it was very emotional. I cried for like hours afterwards, but anyways, That was in May of 2021. It is now March of 2023 when I'm recording this. It probably won't get put out for a couple months, but I'm recording it pretty early. We're almost at the two-year point, and that's really, it's really crazy to me because on one hand, I feel like it was yesterday that I was playing ball and living my best life. On the other hand, I feel like it was so long ago, I can, like, these memories are already fading from me, and I, I hate that, and that makes me really sad. I have this issue. (laughs) I get caught up in it in being a washed up D3 athlete. I really do because I will watch, I will watch old film like it is a movie on my TV. And that is so unhealthy. When I lived in an apartment with one of my friends, she would literally walk in the living room and I would be laying on the couch sobbing, watching my own highlight reel. She was like, Allie, what are you doing? It's like watching my film. Some may call it toxic. I call it peaceful reminiscing. Okay, I I don't know what was wrong with me, but I went through that stage for a very long time. I'm starting to be okay now, slowly but surely. Um, I coached middle school at the school I teach at this past season. It was nice to have a little touch of it back in my life. Obviously not the same competition level, from 12-year-olds to 21-year-olds, definitely not the same, but it was nice to touch a softball every single day again. I will give you that. It was very nice. I'm actually playing in an alumni game next month. Brevard's having an alumni game, so by the time this is out, it probably would have already happened, but I'm super excited for that, to play with all my old teammates again, to actually wear cleats again. 
I might be pitch a little bit again. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, I will go ahead and wrap this episode up. I'm hoping to get a lot of cool people on this podcast to talk about their stories, to talk about their specific experiences that they went through with their collegiate career. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this podcast goes, if it even goes anywhere. I love all things athletics and talking about sports. Okay, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to leave me a nice little review after this episode, I would absolutely love that. I would absolutely love that. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you, and I will see you on my next episode. Bye.